This is the Rich Eisen Show. They have facial recognition everywhere. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I walked in mm-hmm. and I put I put on a mask. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just to walk through. It, it was a wise move, right? Wise move. Earlier on the show, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett. Coming up from the Showtime drama Your Honor, actor Brian Cranston, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on this Friday before Super Wild Card Weekend. Super. And it is, in fact, jam-packed. Brian Cranston uh, will appear on this program in just about 15 minutes' time. It's going to be Dynamite, his new uh, show, Season 2 of Your Honor, uh, starts streaming and, uh, on demand tonight and returns on air on Showtime on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a hit television show. He's just dynamite. Great celebrity, true or false setup for him. Mike Evans in hour number three from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, we've also got what's more likely for the Super Wild Card Weekend coming up. Um, we are here live on the Roku channel and also the Rich Eisen Show radio network powered by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Uh, Mike Del Tufo and Chris Brockman in their spots. TJ Jefferson up. in his spot. And then, um, you know, uh, as we, we discussed uh, opening the program, do um, uh, you remember uh, the Haley Comet? You remember that? Yeah. When you were kids? That's true. Haley Comet, you saw it in the sky. Every and, and they were telling years you, hey, look up, look up because, you know, it's possible you may never see it again, right? Um, yesterday, uh, we got an update uh, on uh, the latest comet to fly across the sky that we may never see again. It's called Patriots Press Release Comet. That's what it's called. It's called Patriots Press Release Comet. I think NASA has now officially dubbed it that. If that's the the uh, government body that dubs comets names, Press Release Comet from uh, from New England. When they say they're going to interview for an offensive coordinator, what is that? Patriots offensive coordinator. Does that exist? You know I'm, that? Not, I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure. that's why I'm we have sure guests. That's why we have expert guests calling into the program from NBC Sports Boston. Tom Curran back here on the program. Tom, I saw this press release and I texted you immediately. I, t- I saw that comet in the sky. I'm like, I'd see if Tom <laughs> saw it in New England himself on the East Coast because I saw it on the West Coast. You know, you see it? I was still processing myself. And, you know, it is interesting. There's a lot of re- different reasons for it. Just to cut to the chase. On Monday, I reported that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft had had their, excuse me, on Tuesday, reported that they had had their season-ending conversation and that during the course of that conversation, Belichick charted a course for 2023 that was more encouraging, including offensive changes that were going to take place. Didn't want to get into firings or reassignments or anything like that, and he never really does. But I think what Robert Kraft and the Patriots did last night was, to borrow Belichick's phrase, they did what was best for the football team. Mm. Explain that we're not going to go titleless. Explain that we're going to gain some traction on offense with an experienced guy. We're not going to have a shell game with who's calling the plays and who's the offensive coordinator and what are you guys talking about? I don't know what you're asking. Just cut to the chase, Bill. So I found that fascinating in that Robert said, "Can can we get this done, you know, and make it look a little more organized and less cryptic? And um, and and you, what what is your reporting on how uh, collaborative 
that uh, conversation was, Tom? They were both in line. I think that there comes a point where Bill does fully comprehend, and I don't want to speak out of turn as he says, speak for yourself, but I think that he understands the pecking order. As much latitude as he's been given over the course of time, as much money as he makes, which is more than any professional sports coach in America, perhaps the planet, I think he gets the idea that, okay, in the end, it's his $6 billion team, and if he says, I want my season ticket holders and the rest of the NFL to understand that we're going to have a more cogent plan and a conventional plan in place, they la vie. I'm with that. If we have to send a release out to do that, well, I don't love sending releases, but especially when it's an admission of, yeah, we're doing it different this year because last year didn't work. I'm sure he didn't love it, but there was no, I'm not over my dead body right. type of comment. What's, uh, what is the Gerard Mayo portion of the or sentence of the press release? You could break it down by sentences since there's just two of them. So, what, 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 <laughs> do you think the, wanna, do you think the draft was more than two sentences, win. Tom? Do you think the draft was a little <laughs> bit more verbose? What do you think? What do you think? They they just don't want to. The draft was more verbose. It was. <laughs> I do I do uh, have that on high authority. Okay. The draft was far more verbose, <laughs> and uh, it lost a little weight on the way to the <laughs> final copy. <laughs> Uh, so what does the Mayo portion mean? What do, what do you got for me on that? Especially when you're, you're detailing that there's not even a contract, but you're moving forward with negotiations. Now, I reported a little while ago, as did Phil Perry, my, my uh, co-worker, that Gerard will not be taking the interview for the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator job. He still is in line to perhaps take a visit with the Carolina Panthers to discuss either their head coach or defensive coordinator job. I don't know if that's going to happen, but... Really, in 2017 into 2018, when Josh McDaniels was interviewed by the Indianapolis Colts, he had never heard word one from Bill Belichick about what he wanted Josh to do in the organization going forward. And so when he went and took his interview, and the Patriots hadn't lifted a finger to make him feel as if they wanted him still around, he took the job. And then they said, well, we actually would like to you stick around. And he's like, well, why did you tell me that two months ago? Say something to make me feel as if you want me to stick around. So they don't want to make that mistake again, especially with a guy like Mayo, who is as charismatic, persuasive, intelligent, um, and all the things you really want, I think, in a head coach. So is that what they're also envisioning for him in his future? I would be, I would be, I would be out of line if I commented that that is something I'm certain of. Mm-hmm. I think that they'd love to maintain right of first refusal on him. You know what I mean? It's so that if in 2026 Bill Belichick has broken Shula's record and he's stepping aside, the Patriots still have him um, under their auspices. Like, and he's not got a wandering eye to going someplace else. With Josh, it was different because it was 2017 going into 18. And Bill was 66. Now Bill's 71. The team's in a reboot. Tom Brady's gone. You can certainly see the end of the road a lot more clearly than you could have in 2017, 18. So then let's let's take uh, the last portion of our conversation, Tom Curran. Um, one, I will not preempt Brian Cranston. No, I know. A couple, a couple at a time here. Um, so who's the offensive coordinator? What do you got for me? You know, there's there's a, I'm gonna go, there's a bunch of names we've heard. I would put, what do you got? Put your chips on Bill O'Brien. Okay. 
He okay. wants to come back to the NFL. Uh, I believe ownership is fond of him. I believe that Bill Belichick values him. He's worked with Mac Jones in the past, um, and Bill has New England roots. I think that that is the hands-on two-to-one favorite. Well, then you just led me to my second question, because Scott Zolak uh, locally there uh, mentioned how he, he wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones got traded. Certainly with Derek Carr seemingly available as a free agent, when that cut comes, there's no question the cut's coming. Um, you got Jimmy G, potentially. Um, we all know that that was the guy who he envisioned succeeding Brady way back in the day anyway. So is it possible that whatever the you know Mac was doing behind the scenes or occasionally bristling about the quick game uh, with uh, very easy-to-read lips um, rankled Bill in a way that he's ready to move on, potentially, after just two years? I, what do you think? That would be a cutting off your your nose despite your face move, even if that did exist. I think there's a little bit of Mac stabbing going on Max out here. Stabbing. I um, like it. What a name. What a phrase. Which, I love it. Thanks, babe. I love <laughs> it's it. Just in terms of, look, <laughs> he did a good job all year long sucking it up with guys who don't coach offense and not getting pissed. And eventually he did get pissed. And now that those guys are being scurried out of their jobs, there's legitimate replacements being brought in. I think there might be a little bit of behind-the-scenes airing of grievances going on. If you're Bill Belichick and you walk up, walk up to Robert Kraft and say, let's trade Mac Jones, I'm Robert Kraft and saying, but didn't you in July at the beginning of training camp say that he was a very good player and then he made a dramatic improvement in the offseason? So, Bill, you're saying that not only did we cost ourselves a season with the offensive coordinator setup, but we ruined back so bad, we have to trade him now. Hmm. I don't think Bill is walking down that road and making that knock on the door and saying that to Robert Kraft. It's idle time filling space, if you ask me. No. So then, um, happened. So then, before we we button this up, then Tom Kern, um, then then to what do we owe? the whole play calling uh, 2022, um, what's the word for it? You could call it debacle. I mean, you, you could absolutely do yeah, that. Debacle, disaster. Or, or decision from, from Belichick, because the subtext of it is that Bill's lost his touch. You know, like that is the subtext of it, fair or not. And and it, and the, the unfair portion of that could be proven in the fact that they, they had a win and in scenario. In week 18, a very tough spot, Buffalo, regardless of, you know, the year, it's a tough spot to win. And then this year in particular, with everything that was happening with DeMar Hamlin and the team and wanting to win for DeMar, and they take the (laughs) ultimate first punch with giving up that touchdown on the opening kickoff and took the lead in that game only to give up another kick return that lost the lead for good. But, I mean, this team on the defensive side of the ball balled out and 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 damn near still made the playoffs anyway. So Bill is still great. The question is, is what the hell happened? What is the ultimate explanation for it? He overestimated himself. He overestimated Matt. He overestimated perhaps Mac Jones. He underestimated how difficult it would be to not only put Matt Patricia in that position, but also to change the offense. They changed the offense. And then they had to go back to what they were doing because it didn't work. 
They scored 28 touchdowns through 16 games. They hadn't been that bad since 2000. Bill underestimated the teams that he was competing against, overestimated his own acumen and the acumen of Matt Patricia, and probably overestimated how satisfied his players would be with a don't worry, I got it attitude. They do want answers. They deserve the answers. Mac Jones had 14 touchdowns and 11 picks and was the butt of many jokes in 2022. And that's not what you're looking for in your second year in the league. That's not what you're looking for with a guy on a rookie contract. So I think it was people like to bandy about the word arrogance with Belichick. I, I, I don't love that, but I think he did overestimate himself and underestimated the curve that they were trying to conquer. And then the last crystal ball question for you, Tom, is when, when the offensive coordinator is in fact named um, and Belichick then appears for the next time at, at, at immediate availability, will he flat out own that the coordinator, that, 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 that the, the person hired is in fact the offensive coordinator? Um, or will that question have to come from you or any other anybody else? And it's a coin flip as to whether he actually acknowledges the title of the person hired. I, Tom, what do you got for me? Reading the tea leaves, in my experience, they're going to put out a release when Bill O'Brien or whoever is hired, and mm-hmm. then will say he's the offensive coordinator. And when we ask Bill if there's an offensive coordinator, we just released a statement on him. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um, are you happy with Bill? Yeah, I mean, I've I known Bill for a long time. You know, it's uh, okay. moving forward. We'll see how it works out. I'm just glad Robert Kraft has heard my pleas all season. There you go. He heard the fans. This is definitely a a, a message to the fans, right, Tom? I mean, that's basically what it is. I think, yeah. Definitely. Tom Curran, thanks. Thanks. You'll be at the Super Bowl? Oh, we'll see you. You'll be there? Yeah, I'll scurry out there. Okay. We'll stop by. We'll see you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, brother. You're the best. They had a Brian Cranston. That's exciting. And Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett, who I thought the Patriots should have drafted in the second round in 2015, and they didn't. And they never got a replacement for Edelman. And that's another reason the offense wasn't that good this year. <laughs> <laughs> and you. Don't forget you. You're the star of the guest list, too, Tom Curran. Thank you. Tom you. Take care of yourself. See you guys. That's Tom Curran. <laughs> Tommy. All right, let's beat it. Brian Cranston next on the Rich Eisen Show in studio. Don't you dare move. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, not just this program, back on the air, but the man sitting to my right, he is the Emmy Award-winning actor, Your Honor. Season 2 debuts on streaming and on demand on Friday, and it returns to air Sunday at 9 p.m. on Showtime, where Season 1, ranked as the top debut season ever on Showtime, Brian Cranston, great to see you, man. Rich, it's always good to see you, and the boys... We're all back. The clubhouse. Look at us. Look at us. We're back together. Yes. We're back together. Uh, So good. And your honor is back on the air. Tonight. Why are you wearing the same shirt today as you did yesterday? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I mean, it's a little. This is a big shot show. I understand. I understand. You know. um, Come on. You know, it's, it's it's the dry cleaning. Is it's, it? A, it's a dry cleaning issue right here on the program. You you got home yesterday. <laughs> you took a sniff. You going? Oh no, I can wear this again. Yeah. I can I can wear it again. One more. One more. Yeah. One, one, more. one more day. One more. One more. One more. I get one more. It looks good. It matches the color scheme of the program. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good to see you oh, here, sir. Good to see you and too. great to see you back on your honor. What a show, man. What a show. And again, like I, like I asked you the last time when you were uh, promoting it uh, in its in its uh, infancy about you can pretty much choose what you want to do why you chose this one and it is you're so great in it and it's just yet another intense drama that you are uh, part of an incredible cast so i, I really I give it up to you about what you're what thank you, you man what, what, what you see with that clip and everything else that we we just discussed yeah, what got me on the, the to do the first season was the idea that what would you do to save the life of your child and you're a dad you guys Right. So it's like you would do anything to save the life of your child. And you would compromise your principles, if need be, yes. in order to do that. And that's what my character did. And unfortunately, it ended in a tragic way. Everything that he went through, all the compromises that he made, it was for naught. His son died. And so in this season, we turn it around completely and explore God forbid, what would that be like if that happened to you? You would be changed forever. Right. And I was really interested in diving into that kind of grief and and despair to see what that felt like. Right. And that's where this goes. But it has a nice trajectory. So we got some good surprises, and it's actually very exciting season. Right, and that's why, you know, it's kind of difficult to conduct an interview about a show like that because I don't know what you want to reveal or... or there's oh. a lot of spoilers or anything like that that's yeah. coming. Um, so what what, uh, what I, do you got for me? I, on there's that? a lot lot happening. Um, Rosie Perez joins our show right. this year, and she plays a, an, an antagonist to me as if I need more. Yes, <laughs> and uh, she's formidable and really an amazing actor herself. And 
and Michael Stuhlbarg and Hope Davis and Andreen Ward Hammond, mm-hmm. who plays Big Mo, the head of the street gang. And, mm-hmm. and just there's some really terrific, talented people who have uh, we really get to explore this season more than we did the last one. Right. And and uh, I, I like Michael Stubarg so much. Yeah. I mean, he's he was great in Fargo. He had a nice run yeah. in, the, in the Fargo TV show. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire. Yes, he did. He's spectacular yeah. in that, too. I first met him years ago when he played Edward G. Robinson hmm. in the movie Trumbo that I did. Yes. So he was it was lovely guy. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, season two of Your Honor debut streaming on demand. Uh and Friday, and returns to air on Sunday, January 15th at 9 Eastern on, on Showtime. So, here we go. Here we are. Um, at what's, what sports have you been watching or been able to catch up on that you want to hit on? Anything Ooh. like that? Your Dodgers? Uh, your, oh, are you a Laker guy at all? Yeah, like yeah. That? Well, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> right. It's a tough year. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah, I'm a homeboy from all the sports, you know, Lakers, uh, Dodgers, yeah. Rams. Kings, you know, I, I the Kings are playing actually pretty well. Yes, I don't they know are. how much you don't cover that much hockey. What here. sport is that again? Oh god. <laughs> Look at we do. You know, no, we do. We do. Okay. We do. We do. Yeah. I'm from New York City, so yeah. you know I mean, your Rangers. How are you? I was, you well, know. when I was able to go to Madison Square, you can't go anymore. I don't know. You're not, I was able you're to not banned. You're just on notice. <laughs> right? Apparently, I gotta tell you though, there's something badass about being on notice about it. Don't you think? It it, it it heightens your danger. Yes. You know, it's like, ooh, Rich Eisen, I didn't think he was, oh, no, he's on Code 2. <laughs> Seriously? Eisen's Code 2. Eisen's Code 2. Eisen's Code 2. Talking to, people yeah. are talking and are suddenly talking into their yeah, cuffs. It's, yeah. You know? So maybe I should walk in to tell them that I'm the danger, right? Oh, I, I see what you see did. See what I did? Yeah. Did you like that? That was good, actually. <laughs> when I, I am the danger. When I said it, I didn't know you that. Didn't, I didn't. You're out of that. I was so not out. thinking the catchphrase. You're no. out. You're out, right? Yeah, that's so, it's so last decade. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, no. I'm breaking bad. I mean, that's going to be the opening line on my obituary uh tomorrow and uh on, i'm happy i'm happy that it will be eventually whenever that is. well it's, i mean it was a great experience well i've got you know uh we 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 play a game called celebrity true or false brian around yes, these parts and i've got we we've got man we've got many more for you here um okay. and I'd, I'd like to hit Let's you on it. some of these right here brian cranston is here on the rich eisen show and here's some again terrific production value of celebrity true or false with brian cranston Celebrity, true or false? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> there you go. That's the production. That's point. it. Yeah. What do you think? It's short, but sweet. I like the font. It was like the Hollywood sign. Yeah, you picked up. I noticed. On that. I you picked, picked up. up on we're it. putting yeah. down. Yeah. Did you ever work with Nicholson? Has that ever happened? No, never have. <laughs> but I'd like to speak to him someday. <laughs> Very good. He's uh, like he's it. quite. I mean, I, he's retired now. Yeah, he is. Uh, I I'd see him at a Laker game, of course, and kind of give a little heads up. Give a little heads up, okay. and in with the shades, and he's always sitting back, and he he'd do this. <laughs> How you doing? How are you? Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, first one up, Brian Cranston. True or false? One of your first gigs was a Preparation H commercial. True or false? <laughs> oh come on! That's so that is false. It is. Oh gosh! <laughs> Look at that photo. That's very Roy Scheider. 
Isn't it? Don't yeah. you think right there? If or, I could pick it? Roy Scheider is really good. What do you think? Or, or what's that, that talk show host who had those big red glasses? What's her Sally name? Jesse Sally, Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael. Good call. That was good. Good call. Yeah. So what's what happened? This this was truly It's one called a job, Rich. <laughs> I know you haven't been job hunting in a while. <laughs> oh, Mr. Employment, steady employment guy. Well, you're not, you know, actors, you you got to you got to say yes. Well, this was at least yes. I was a spokesperson. I wasn't <laughs> afflicted by hemorrhoids. You know what? <laughs> well, in real life I am, but not not in. Yeah, if yeah. I was afflicted, I would trust you to give me the right advice. I, I, w- I would put that ointment on and go, here we go. <laughs> Let's take care of this little problem. <laughs> I didn't mean the administering of the, the yeah. operation. Oh, I just I, meant I'm the a, advice of like you I'm should a try. Full service spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just stop with talking about it. Come on. <laughs> Is that what you? Why you brought your uh, your your alcohol as yes, well? I, like bring, you... I bring my alcohol so I can soak my finger. <laughs> oh yeah, it kills. It. Yeah, it just kills everything. Uh, Doctor Cranston, yeah. this burning sensation. Wait My alcohol. Thank you for bringing dos that up. I love yeah, it. dos hombres, mezcal. And you are you With brought Aaron one Paul. of your bottles in? He's got Look it. Look at that. Yeah. Look at he sent it in like right a couple years ago, and okay. wow, back at Captain. Very good. I, I'm 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 very very happy that you have that. Okay, it's going really well. So then it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Okay, that was your first commercial. Uh, how much did you make for that? Do you remember? When you first uh, preparation H paid quite a bit because they ran those suckers. I don't know. I probably made twenty, thirty thousand on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, enough to to carry you for a while for several months so that you don't have to go get a busing job at a I restaurant bet. or I something. Bet. You know. Uh, next one for you, Brian Cranston. Uh, true or false? You did your own stunts on Malcolm in the Middle, including wearing a suit of ten thousand live bees. That also is false. Okay. Uh, that never had. Oh God. <laughs> Keep on having the photo yes. <laughs> but that's that. Those are real. That's those are real. real. That's uh, ten thousand. I forget the how many ca- the count it was, but they would extract the the uh, pheromones yes. from the queen, and they would put the droplets all over me wherever they wanted the bees to go. Yes. Then they'd open up the the traveling shoots, and the bees would just start swarming, and they swarm forever. In order for them to stay off my face, so the camera could recognize me, yes, you take a little of the, uh, you know, the bug spray and uh-huh. off or whatever, and they put it all over my face there, so that they they would crawl. Oh no, I don't want that, and they'd get off it. Wow. But but it was about about two inches thick of bees. Oh my god! Now, now you'd think that it would be a horrible experience, and it was. <laughs> um, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really wasn't confirmed. Do you remember? Do you remember going into the sharper image stores and sitting in those chairs and, just like, oh, and it, it's warm and you're like, oh, this is nice. That's what I felt like. No way. Because the bees are constantly moving and you're wearing them and it was warm. So it was I, I was being lulled into submission. And now I'm I'm uh, I, I'm I'm a lover of bees, you know, and and I got stung twice. That's okay. That was yeah. that was a follow up. That um, was a follow up. Stung twice. Bees uh, anatomically, if you touch them, mm-hmm. it, their their tail end just comes up. Okay. They can't even control it, and that's why you can get stung by a dead bee. You ever walk around a pool? Yeah. There you go. Step right. on something. It's like oh, um, 
So I got stung uh, once in the shoulder when they were getting him off. But mm. once when I was doing that whole thing and I had to stand very still, mm. uh, one got between my legs. Hey, now. And I, and, and I got stung. And I said, oh, I, th- I think I got stung. Because when you're wearing bees, Rich, <laughs> the chance of being stung is pretty high. Yes. You're yeah, wearing yeah. bees, for God's sake. So, uh, but what I realized yeah. is that the sting of a bee is not really painful. It is mostly the shock that gets you. you wow, jeez, yeah. something just... But when you're wearing bees and you get stung, it was literally... Yeah. Oh, I, I think I... Did I get stung? Ah, uh, I, I, I did get stung, and the beekeeper comes over ready with a, a little credit card thing and a thing to scoop it out. He goes, where is it? I go, in my scrotum. <laughs> and, and he goes... Can't help you. <laughs> You're on your own. That's exactly what he did. Can't help you. <laughs> You're on your own. Yeah. All right. That said, uh, next one, Brian Cranston, true or false? You were initially imp- opposed to wearing the tidy whities in the iconic first scene of Breaking Bad, and you had to be talked into it. Is that true? It is. <sighs> Ish. Yes. It, that's also true, um, because I had done seven years on Malcolm in the Middle yes. in the Tidy Whities because he was just a big boy. And so they had the Tidy Whities here, and I thought, oh, I just did that. But then I, I rethought it, and it's like, you know, Vince wrote it for a reason, and I think it was a, you know, a, a stunted growth for this man as well. He yes. stopped caring at a certain point. And, uh, and, and there's something... I don't know, it, for the men who still wear tidy whities <laughs> stop listening. But there's something a little pathetic about a grown man wearing boy underwear. It's like, I don't, I don't, it's not. Certainly if they have a matching animal top to go yeah, along with it's it. It's like Garanimals. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But so, so you eventually. I eventually said, said do it. okay, there was a reason. I'll, let's go with it. And okay. See. And it turned out to be the right the right call. No question about it. And yeah. then another uh, moment that's a true or false. Is it true or false that your famous pizza that you threw on the roof in Breaking Bad was completely done by accident, but so good that uh, Vince and the producers kept it in and used it as an establisher in future episodes? Is that true? That is false. Okay. It was not an act. It was intended to go up on the roof. Um, what was unbelievable is that when they handed me the pizza, Yes. of course, I read it, and I go, he flings a pizza, and he's so angry, and it goes on the roof. Okay. Uh, when they handed me the pizza, yes. it was the size of a Buick. And I'm holding this thing with two arms going, this, what, why did you put every topping on top of it? This is heavy as hell. So I had to fling it, and I go, oh, my God, to get it up there, I have to do it about, you know, you kind of guess how. Sure. And I can't throw it up there purposefully. No, right. It has to be an accident. So I said, I think I can make it to about here. And they had a camera up there mm-hmm. shooting towards us. And I just got angry and flung it. And it went flop right in the place that was perfect. One, one take. take. One take right there. And and I heard oh, 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 gasps. Even, and, uh, but I continued the scene. I didn't look at it. I got in the car and drove away. And I said, what was that? What happened? What happened? What happened to the pizza? He said, you could not have placed it any better. You could not have thrown it any better than that. We got it. It's fantastic. Let's do another take. (laughs) (laughs) 
what? What are you talking about? I said, no, no, you got it. Let's let's claim victory and walk away. Well, the crazy thing is we did have Vince Gilligan in about a month ago, right? Or two months ago after ago, the, yeah. the Better Call Saul finale. Yeah. And I told him about the scene with Rhea Seahorn and how she was on the bus. Oh, God. You know, and crying and yeah. how amazing she is and, and was in the scene and how moving it was. He said that he made her do another take. He made her. It's like after it was all over, he's. He, that's what because he Vince Gilligan is a very cruel man. <laughs> I want to just make that clear. He's Despite cruel and abusive. Demeanor. Yeah, know, that's just the cover. That's what he. It's so it makes sense that he would say, "Great job, let's try it. Again. Let's did, do it again." Did, were you able to do it again? The pizza? No, no, we didn't do it again. Oh, okay, good. No, that was it. I uh, thought, right, oh, come good. on, that's, uh, it, you know. it can't be perfect. Yeah. All right, last one for you: celebrity, true or false? Um, it kind of marries everything together. Is it true that you shot an alternate ending to Breaking Bad? Where the entire series was a nightmare for the uh, for your Malcolm in the Middle character, Hal. Is that true or false? It's true. Uh, and there's a picture of it. Uh, had this idea to do it, and it was written by one of our uh, writers, and it was it was funny. It was just that he woke up and and like Newhart, yeah, kind of like Newhart, and, uh-huh. and said, and, and I was as Hal. And she's there, and I go. I just had this terrible dream. I was a drug dealer, and she's going, "Oh, stop it! You can't do any of that." No, and I had, oh, I had a really hot young wife too. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. Are you serious? Yeah, that yeah, actually... we have it somewhere. It must be on online somewhere. So, uh, I no, mean, it was you... never intended. No, to... it, so you just did it as a gag. Yeah, is what you're saying it was never intended okay. to be part of the show because you know people think that. You know that it might have been intended to be part of the show, but you just did it just for for you know what's and just giggles. for yeah the what's and giggles, yeah. That's is that how you speak at home with your kids? Yeah, the what's and giggles. No, I use the real words because I'm a terrible father. <laughs> I am so fudging mad at you. <laughs> so I, I have this sign. It's a, it's a big cover. Best dad ever. It's a big cover. That's so sweet. Uh, did I they ha- make that for you? Uh, they, no, they. Probably, did you make that for no, yourself? No, no, I think it's, <laughs> that's. You I might as well tidy white. Wear the tidy white. It was probably purchased in some Encino pharmacy for six dollars and packaged as a Father's Day <laughs> gift just, to me. I think Brian, if I to be honest. As as generic as you can <laughs> make it. it. That, this, along with eye drops, were purchased in the same place, yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, I do have to, if you don't mind, ask about the uh, Better Call Saul finale. Yeah. And because uh, you know I'm a fan of yeah. the show and you in it, and to see Walter White one more time and the scene in which they they put it together yeah. um, is uh, to say that to say the least a remarkable choice for the scene to be placed in the uh, basement hideout of the Disappearer and his basement. And I'm wondering, when you first got the script, were you surprised by the choice of that's the scene that they chose, the the location that they chose for you to make a reappearance? No, I can't say I was surprised. um, Vince Gilligan always has a way of surprising you. Uh, Even for someone who was really well-informed on that series, uh, I, it's it, he constantly surprised me and and where he was going, but also leaving the the little breadcrumbs so that you can trace. Oh, it is justified how it got to that point. Um, he's an amazing maze maker, and he he uh, so he didn't surprise me. It was it was delightful to do it. We you know we were brought in under the cover of darkness. Aaron Paul and I were flown in. Um, one April, 
two years ago, private airplane mm-hmm. at night. We we taxied over to the corner where nothing else was except a black SUV. Mm. We come down. We take two steps on the tarmac and we're in the car. Luggage goes in, close it. We drive off. They take us to an, a two-story Airbnb. He has the uh, top apartment. I have the bottom one. And there we stay for four days. Basically, we get in the car, we go to work, we come back, we stay in the... We cannot leave. For secrecy purposes. That's right. And and there there was a wall that went around the entire property. And I was able to do my walks as if you're in a prison yard. And I... <laughs> like the Great Escape? Yeah. It was like... And I would walk and, and it would square in the rectangular shape. And I would walk and circumnavigate the entire property within the wall... And each time I did, I had this notion of touch the wall. You go to the other side, you touch the wall. And then I had a little nail and it starts scraping. <laughs> I'm going to get out. Shawshank or Great Escape or something. Yeah. Wow. But it was a, a completely secret. And um, we weren't allowed out anywhere. And again, the scene that is so remarkable about it is again, that they, we, we were, were taken back, obviously, to Breaking Bad. And it's before you decide, as Walter White, to break out of the plan to disappear and go and rescue Aaron Paul, Jesse. And there's a moment in this scene when Saul asks you about a time machine and you refuse to... I mean, perfect Walter White response. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it, it checked all the boxes to try and see you in character again that scientifically that's an absurd notion if you want to ask me about regrets just ask me about it right and then and then he asks you about it and you look at a watch and the watch is what jesse gave you for a birthday uh your 51st birthday in in the show I i wrote this down and and i didn't catch it the first time but that is the regret that you have and that you're about to act upon as your character and to put that Easter egg in the, the last episode of better call Saul, it's yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's just totally mind blowing. He to thinks of, he thinks of everything, Unreal. but he agonizes on his way to thinking about everything. Yeah. In fact, on the set, when he is uh, directing, uh, he has a habit of taking his index finger and just uh, like tapping, <laughs> like tapping. What is it? What am I, did I get everything? What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? And it's <laughs> he's going to work a hole into the middle of his forehead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's that way. He doesn't he, miss he anything. Cares about everything. So. And then just to complete the fanboying, to to give the ultimate line for the Better Call Saul series to you, the payoff is oh, so you've you were always like this. Is I, I honestly I, I paused I paused the show and I'm like wow okay because yeah. that that's. That's the reason why Saul became Saul became and was, Saul. was himself. Oh, so you were, you've you were always, always like that. And it's the way you delivered it, too. They put you on camera, look, yeah. you look down, you're by yourself. And, and it also, unreal, you know, the, right. it harkens back to the what happened to my character, going from a, a relatively peaceful and sweet guy to being an irritable, aggressive, um, unsavory kind of character. He was, he's, he's impatient with him, he's... He's on edge constantly, and that's what happened to Walter White. He went from that Mr. Chips to Scarface and along the way picked up some some annoying habits. 
Well, and again, uh, with your honor as well, we're, we're, you know, the character who was in the first episode is far from the one that we just saw yeah. in the clip to start everything as well. Yeah. And so, but obviously it's different shows. Um, it, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And, and I hope uh, people tune in this weekend and well, see it. Well, I mean, again, it was the top debut season ever on Showtime. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's uh, not like Showtime's just uh, just opened up their doors. No, no, it's it's uh, we're we're very happy with that, and um, the cast of Your Honor is is terrific, and and we have a very exciting season. Okay, and yeah. how people how can people get that uh, that alcohol to your right? How oh, can, this how can we do this? Uh, Dos Hombres is available pretty much anywhere. Okay, um, you, uh, Reserve Bar, Drizzly. You can go to Total Wine or, or Bevmo or ABC Liquors. I mean, okay. there's. Any, any number of places around the the entire country, and, and, and um, yeah, it's delicious. That's you and Aaron Paul put together. Aaron Paul and I are the dose hombres. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, very yeah. good. We're the two. Like, so this is for you and your crew. Like the pollos, Open Manos, it up and have you know have some cocktails. Thanks again, Brian Cranston. Thank I you, really man. appreciate you, you taking again, the Rich. time and coming down here and um, and uh, spending time with us. Thank you, bud. Truly cherish good it. To see you again, Brian Cranston on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Cranston. Of course, Your Honor, season two streaming and on demand tonight, and returning on air Sunday, January fifteenth at nine Eastern time on Showtime. Brian Cranston here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still to come. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast. Even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty, like the times that we live in. And guess what? Not every business is in the dark. And if you're in the dark, then you need to join the 33,000 businesses that already know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory so you can manage risk. Get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need all in one place. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, see where to save money, know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. 
Head to netsuite.com slash rich radio right now. Netsuite.com slash rich radio. Netsuite.com slash rich radio. Nick in Vermont will take your call. What's up, Nick? Hey, everyone. How's it going? What's going on? Big fan of the show. Thank you for my call. Thank you. Um, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on how the NFL structures its playoff seating. Uh huh. Um, it seems like every year the NFL sends a subpar team to playoffs that gets to host a home playoff game okay. um, because they won their division. Um, personally, I would like to see the NFL just send the top seven teams per conference to the playoffs, regardless of division finish, um, like what the NBA does. And I want to get your thoughts on that. No, thank you. Division games have got to, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm being honest. Uh, division games have to matter. They have to matter. The NFL is different than any other league in the fact that one game is one seventeenth of your schedule, and um, and winning your division has to mean something. And I totally get what you're saying that a team that's got twelve wins, like the Cowboys, should not be made to go visit a team that barely finished above five hundred. And that just because they lived, just because they lived in a much more high rent district neighborhood in the NFC East we were than Brady work. in the NFC South, I totally understand I what you were saying. But when it comes down to it, certain games have got to mean more, and your division has to mean more, and it 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 causes teams to stay in it. Not it's an anti tanking device as well. Uh, not that the NFL tanks, but it's a different it's a different sport. And as a matter of fact, I would say the NFL's system of seeding is much better than the nba or baseball where it's just like you are going to be slotted here you are going to play this team when you advance instead of reseeding the nfl reseeds i like the reseeding you know so i i I, thanks for the call nick call back yeah nick Uh, i appreciate it oh no i like the reseeding you know in the nba there's no reseeding in the playoffs you advance, you play this team. Well, why, why, are we, why are they doing that? Because that's how the bracket is. Yeah. We all love the, the NCAA seed bracket. I, I like the reseeding. Imagine if the NCAA is reseeded. That would be awful. Well, it's different sports. But I, I, I guess I would like the NBA. The NCAA tournament is what it is. I get that. Reseeding for the tournament. That might be hard. There's 64. Right. Like, and, and you yeah. also have to move people know. around the country. You know, you send them. To a spot, they've got to finish through on the bracket. I get that. Yeah. Professional sports, why doesn't the NBA reseed? I love the fact that you reseed in the NFL. If you win this game, if the if the Seahawks win this game, we all know they're going to go, obviously, to the one seed. No bye weeks in the NBA. No buys for the, for, for the one, right. one seeds, obviously. That I, made, that I'm makes a reseeding re- guy. I'm a reseeding guy in pro, but not, but not, uh, not collegiate. Not certainly not college basketball. Yeah. The bracket is what it is. The bracket stays like bracket before. Like the rent what it and is. Godfather Part Two. <laughs> the rent stays like a before. We have to be the show keep that references the, the Godfather the most. Right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Pr- proudly. It's not I mean, even close. Proudly. I'm not saying like it's bad. I'm just... No, it's good. Let's get them all. Let's hit them all now while we've got the muscle. We are definitely the only show anywhere that's got a Frank Pantangeli drop. Exactly. That's for sure. I mean, Pantangeli. While we got the muscle. That's right. Not in one because Clemenza wanted too much money to be in two. Yeah. Unbelievable. Come on. What do we do? What was he doing? Exactly. Eh, big regret. He's trying, <laughs> to get, trying, to get, uh, trying to get all he can. Take the cannoli. Uh, do we have John Please Harbaugh sound bites? We do. Okay, so John Harbaugh was asked, uh, hey, that uh, Lamar Jackson tweet where he 
gave out exact specifics about his knee injury and what it is, what 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 grade it is, and how it's approaching another grade, and how there's uh, inflammation. Uh, Coach, your thoughts? John, we saw Lamar put out a tweet yesterday about his injury. Did you did you know he was going to do that, or did you kind of find out when we did? Uh, no, I didn't know anything about that. Uh, I haven't paid much attention to it. John, is, is it? Does the team agree with? The assessment of it being a grade two, borderline grade three. Well, you know that's the thing. It's not something that uh, that we can comment on. You know, the, the the nature of an injury specific is is really the only person that can comment on that as a person. I mean, there's there's laws along those lines. We're educated by the league in terms of what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say. So that's nothing I could ever begin to comment on. He went hip on us. Uh, the, the, come okay. on, John. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's a weird tweet to send out. It's weird. And, you know, John Harbaugh has done an ex- an exemplary job of talking about every time about this injury, how much he loves Lamar, and it's got everything to do with him wanting to win. He loves Lamar. The team loves Lamar. And for him to come out and say, this is exactly what's wrong with my knee, and I don't think I'm going to make it. Somebody must have said to him, hey, you got to let the fans know how much you're trying. Somebody might be sitting there thinking you're jaking it because you don't have a contract. And the Ravens haven't given a whiff of that from them. The whole thing is weird. But there's no question John knew knew the tweet existed, and he could basically say I'm not paying attention to it. But he did confirm. He had no idea. Well, he wasn't sitting next to him when Lamar had sent on that, I'll tell you. Because he would have stopped that thumb. Hey, it's weird. Yeah. And like I said, if Big Ben had tweeting it, we would be going all in on him. But it sure looks like Lamar might not go. Hour three coming up. He also said, because I do have the benefit, and you watching this program oh, okay. have this benefit as well. It's a pass-through. As I am the host of uh, NFL Game Day Morning, Um that the NFL Network, outstanding staff and assignment editors and information folks, uh, said that Hope, uh, John Harbaugh, in regards to Tyler Huntley being able to go with his shoulder injury, he's quote-unquote hopeful that he can go. Yeah, we know what hope gets you. Hopeful. Well, Rich, you see these Sammy Watkins quotes? In he's the been Washington working hard Post in practice, today? so... What is that? In this league, pretty much everyone is banged up and hurt, said Watkins Wednesday in the quiet corner of the Ravens locker room. I don't want to speak for Lamar and his situation, wherever he's going through with the contracts. I don't know what world he's in, but for me, you got a chance to do something special. Wow. He can will his team to the Super Bowl. That's true. I don't think he's thinking about it that way. I hope he hobbles back out there, put him out there for pass plays. That could be wrong and being selfish, but I just want to see him out on the field. What a great thing that would be. To see eight touch the field, we go out there and blow them out. But that's for Lamar, Lamar and everyone else to figure out. Well, there you go. If that got back to Lamar, he's like, well, then I got to tweet out to everybody exactly what's going on so they understand I can't give 100%. So maybe that's as much to a message in his locker room than anywhere else. Sammy Watkins returning to the Ravens just in time to <laughs> spit truth. Hashtag. Wow.